Hello. <laughs> God damn it. We're starting off strong. Starting off very strong. Hello, everybody, and <laughs> welcome to Fast Past, the history podcast in close to 30 minutes or less. My name is Jason. And I'm Trevor. And what the heck and heck are you doing here, dude? You told me to be here. Right. Forgot about that. Uh, allow me to to explain. Uh, I'm really bad at scheduling. Very true. And keeping up with other people's schedules. Also true. You're not, you're not helping. That's also true. Uh, anyways, uh, Meg is away today because she has like two jobs. And she just got hired for a third. And like doing three jobs is a lot of work. So we wanted to make things a bit easier on her, take the burden off. Because she works too hard and deserves some time to rest and relax and recover. Also, it's Women's History Month, so we felt like it would be best to show how much we appreciate what she's doing by doing the research and playing an episode so she doesn't have to stress. Yeah, nothing says how much we appreciate women like two dudes coming together to talk about women and judge their actions. Why would you say it that way? It sounds so bad. Yeah, um, it sounds a lot worse saying it out loud than reading it written down. Why didn't you say it sounded bad written down. <laughs> it is just bad overall. Why couldn't you say something like, Today we're talking about one powerful and influential woman in history. What, one, one woman. Look, dude, I'm not good with words, and clearly you aren't either. <laughs> but, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Anyways, we should probably start talking about who uh, this influential and powerful woman is. Uh, that person is the last queen of Egypt, Queen Cleopatra VII. Fun fact, historians estimate the buildings of the pyramids of Giza to have been built around 2500 BCE. Mm -hmm. And so Cleopatra's time was closer to now than was the actual buildings of the pyramid. Damn. Well, just damn. Uh... Another thing, there are no contemporary accounts of her life because it was so damn long ago, and a lot of the information about her from the era is limited. So there's also like a little bit of difficulty trying to piece together her life. That and some of the Roman historians that, that conquered after her reign decided to slander the Ptolemaic bloodline in order to... Ptolemaic. Ptolemaic? Ptolemaic. Ptolemaic. These names are terrible. Yeah. But we'll get into that later. Ptolemaic bloodline in order to flatter the Romans. But uh, she was reported to have been born in like either 70 or 69 nice. BCE. Uh, she was the daughter of Ptolemy the 12th, who was a descendant of the original Ptolemy, who was uh, one of Alexander the Great's generals. So like good for them, I guess. Yeah. And uh, her mother is believed to be Cleopatra the fifth. Tryphena, possible half-sister of the king. I say believed because the dude had, like, a couple of wives. And it's believed that Cleopatra the fifth Tryphena birthed possibly five or six of his kids. Also because none of these counts are at all accurate 100%, so who knows? Yeah, so it, it's, it's believed. And I saw, like, three sources that say Cleopatra the fifth Tryphena rather than, like, anybody else. So I'm going with that. Heavily believed. Okay. Heavily believed. In 51 BCE, she rose to the throne alongside her brother Ptolemy the 13th. She was 18 and he was 10. Not too long after they ascended to the throne, her brother and his advisor plotted against her, forcing her to flee to Syria in 49 BCE. Great. There she gathered together an army of mercenaries to fight back against him the very next year. 
Yeah, and during this time, the Roman general Pompey was killed, and his rival Julius Caesar showed up in Alexandria. The Egyptian one, not one of the many other Alexandrias. There's only like 20 of them. Yeah, because Alexander the Great's a little bit of a... So, anyway. Anyways, um, Cleopatra knew she needed Caesar's help, so she smuggled herself into the royal palace in order to uh, convince him. And she did convince him because Rome was trying to collect on a debt that was owed, and Caesar was plotting his own return to power in Rome. So he joined Cleopatra, and after four months of war, four months of war, Ptolemy the Thirteenth was forced to run and is believed to have drowned in the Nile. Get dunked, literally, in the river and drowned. Yeah, I heard that explaining jokes makes them funnier. Is it true? I mean, we're laughing, so I guess so. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Caesar wasn't exactly popular, and um, him putting an also unpopular Cleopatra in charge was a bit problematic, but she didn't rise to the throne alone. She took the throne with her other younger brother, Ptolemy the Fourteenth. They're just really, really bad at making up new names. I mean, we got Ptolemy the Thirteenth, the Fourteenth, Cleopatra the Fifth, Cleopatra the Seventh. Can I come up with anything original? Um, well, Caesar remained in Egypt and had a child with Cleopatra. Okay. Uh, they had a little baby boy. Uh, his, his name wasn't much better. It was Ptolemy Caesar. And he was born in 47 BCE. He was known as a Caesarion to the Egyptian people, a.k.a. Little Caesar. Pizza, pizza. God Ah, uh. <laughs> listen. It, it's the setup. It, it is the setup. I I can't be mad. I could just be disappointed. <laughs> Not even with you. More at them for setting up the joke. So yeah, they are they're just trash at making names. Yeah. Well, sometime between forty six and forty five BCE, Cleopatra, her son, and her brother Ptolemy the Fourteenth went to visit Caesar in Rome, and in March of forty four BCE, Caesar was killed. Yep. And the family went back to Egypt. Yep. And not too long after that, Ptolemy the Fourteenth was killed. Possibly by people sent by Cleopatra, but no, no one's sure. So her three-year-old it's son... It's only assumed. So her three-year-old son became co-ruler, because three-year-olds are fit to rule. Yeah. Definitely. Which is... is uh, eh. So on three separate occasions, uh, so far, with uh, Ptolemy the Thirteenth, the Fourteenth, and now her son Ptolemy... Oh, it's problematic. Yeah. Uh, she had been part of this co-regency. It's also said that Cleopatra was a brilliant woman who had pretty much done the ruling. Like, she was like the primary ruler during these three co-regencies. It's also to be said that uh, in the Egyptian tradition that the old rulers were gods, if not their intermediaries. So Cleopatra threw herself into this belief and identified herself with the goddess Isis. Now, now just to clarify... This is not the terrorist organization. This is the goddess Isis, who is the wife of Osiris and the mother of Horus. And so Cleopatra was referred to as the new Isis. Nowadays, that doesn't sound like a great title. Um, but then to be deified was a great honor. And not just like any deity, but a major deity. That's ridiculous. She was also said to have known a dozen or so languages and was known for her, quote, irresistible charm. Yeah, and her irresistible charm is, like, split up into, like, two factors. Like, uh, she was incredibly smart and knew how to talk. Because 
she's the primary leader of three co-regencies. Mm-hmm. That kind of makes sense. And the other part, which is like, we'll talk more about later on, is the belief that she was absolutely beautiful and she was like, this, oh my God. this like sexy icon is like, hey, buy my feet pictures. Um, buy my bath water. Buy my bath water <laughs> and other weird stuff. This is weird. Anyways, um, <laughs> so after the reign of Cleopatra in a lot of today's history, she's revered as this like beautiful woman who slept around and used men for their power and when she actually had none of her own. But that's not true. And she was incredibly gifted because she knew like a dozen languages and she led a country as the primary ruler on three separate occasions. So that's incredible. She, well, she did share the rule with her, you know, three-year-old child, but that still shows how much power she held. Yeah. But, of course, some bad things happened. A lot of flooding caused failing crops, which led to inflation and hunger at the time. Yeah, and at the same time, in Rome, uh, there was a civil war going on between the Second Triumvirate made up of Mark Antony, Octavian, and Lepidus, all of which were Caesar's allies when he was alive. And on the other side of the war was Brutus and Cassius, and both sides requested support from Cleopatra. After some stalling, she sent four Roman legions, which were stationed there back when uh, Caesar was still alive. Uh, Anyways, she sent them to fight on the side of the Triumvirate, and in 42 BCE at the Battle of Philippi, Brutus and Cassius died, and Octavian Mark Antony divided up the power over Rome. Mark Antony summoned Cleopatra to meet in the Sicilian city of Tarsus? Tarsus. 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 Anyway, Cleopatra showed up dressed in the robes of the goddess Isis. And Antony. Ant- Antony. Ant- Ant- Tony. Antony. And Tony. Antony was <laughs> immediately seduced by her charm, and he pledged his support of Egypt and of her. Also promised to remove Cleopatra's younger sister and rival named. Oh god, I'm gonna fail this. How do you, how do you pronounce this? Arsinoe? Ars- Arsinoe. Arsinoe. Yeah, Arsin. Um, so anyway, Arson, Arsino, uh, was in exile at the time. Cleopatra would then return to Egypt with Mark Antony and would follow, uh, oh, and Mark Antony would follow soon after. Yep. Leaving behind his third wife and his children. Yeah. Like, they didn't even divorce or anything. He just left them. Bye. Got that side chick and he's just leaving. The side chick becomes the main chick and Ooh. wifey becomes... The side chick? The side chick? I guess. A distant memory? <laughs> in 40 BCE, after Antony made it back to Rome, Cleopatra birthed twins. Alexander Helios and Cleopatra Selene. Helios meaning sun, Selene meaning moon. Uh, they weren't married, though, as proven when he returned to his ill wife in Rome, who would sadly pass away. Uh, not long after, Mark would have to prove his loyalty to Rome by marrying Octavian's half-sister Octavia. Again, you were right. Garbage names. Their their naming system is terrible. Family reunions have to suck. Octavian, Octavian, Octavia, Octavius. Ptolemy the 13th, 14th, 15th. Ptolemy knows? Caesar. Ptolemy Caesar. Uh, it's gotta uh, suck. Uh, it's, it's big dumb. Um, so, yeah. Things for time... Time for things to start going wrong. In 37 BC, Antony met up with Cleopatra to get money for a military campaign where he promised to return a bunch of lands to the Egyptian rule. 
and they became lovers again and had another son in 36 BC. His name was Ptolemy Philadelphos. Why? Why? You have Ptolemy Caesar, now you have Ptolemy Philadelphos. You have two kids named Ptolemy. Well, at least How do you differentiate them? It's like, hey, Philadelphia, come here, while uh, Caesar's getting the pizza. I mean, it's better than saying Ptolemy the 15th, 16th, and 17th. Fair. It's, it's dumb. Anyways, uh, after they had the kid, Ptolemy decided to uh, go on this uh, military campaign. And during this military campaign, he suffered a humiliating defeat. And because of that humiliating defeat, he publicly rejected his wife Octavia and then went to Egypt to move in with Cleo. That's got to make things a lot better. Yeah. So in 34 BCE, in a celebration known as, quote, the Donations of Alexandria, Antony declared Cleopatra's son with Caesar as the rightful heir of the empire instead of his adopted son Octavian. He also gave a bunch of land to his and Cleopatra's kids, like in Rome, and they're from Egypt, so yeah, a bit, yeah. of, bit of a bit of a problem. This yeah. So this started a bit of a power struggle between uh, Mark Antony and a furious Octavian, not his adopted son Octavian, but his former ally Octave. It's stupid. It's it's stupid. It's the big dumb. Anyways, uh, Octavian pissed decided to push propaganda saying that Mark Antony was wrapped around Cleopatra's finger and was going to use him and make him abandon Rome and form a new capital in Egypt. In 32 BCE, the Roman Senate stripped Antony of all of his titles and Octavian declared war on Cleopatra. In 31 BCE, their forces were overwhelmed and Antony and Cleopatra were forced to flee. And during their flight, Mark heard a rumor that uh, Cleo had killed herself, so he took his own life. So they escaped together, but not together. Together, but separate. Like, they were both on boats, but they were on, like, different boats. Look, dude, they they wanted to be together, but not, like, too close together, because he had to, like, lead a battle, and she was like, I want to be there for you. But actually, she was, like, leading a bit of the naval fleet herself. Okay. Yeah. So oh. it's, like, two different ships, two different generals. It was a, It was a thing. Well, you ready for a big surprise? Turns out the rumor was a lie. Oh, damn. And in 30 BCE, after burying Antony and meeting with Octavian after the feat, Cleopatra locked herself in her room and she killed herself. So, you know, it was, it was a lie, but she, she still ended up killing herself. Romeo, the, Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, ancient Romeo and Juliet. Get dunked on Shakespeare. Uh, so there's like two theories about how she killed herself. One is that she used an asp, which is this poisonous snake, and had it bite her because an asp is a symbol of uh, divine royalty. And the second is that she knew some stuff about poisons and she concealed some of it in a comb. And it was uh, this poison that she used as a, quote, fatal ointment. Well, uh, yeah, that's about it. And I guess the rest is history. Yeah, but um, a few more side notes. One. Cleopatra, while born in Egypt, is actually Greek in origin, from her father and mother, who were both Greek and lived in Egypt. Two, the reason she was Greek and not Egyptian was because of her incestuous family relationships leading up to that point, simply because the Greek royalty liked the, quote, purity of their bloodline. Let's just say their family tree looked like a ladder. Yeah. And the third thing, 
Um, her beauty was inflated and turned into propaganda by the Romans to paint her as a sexual being with a siren song. Because if you go through, she wasn't... There's, like, no proof saying that she was incomparably attractive, as some people say that she was. She was indeed very smart and knew how to talk to people, but she wasn't, like... There's no proof she was there, there was no very good-looking. There was no proof saying she was good-looking because, like, there was, like, statues and whatever made of her. And in those statues, she looked more masculine. She had, like, a hooked nose. She had, like, more masculine features. Maybe she did that for uh, powers reasons. It's like, hey, I'm more masculine. I'm a real leader. Or maybe it was because, hey, don't look at me as a sex symbol. I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> I, I hope you weren't. I'm not that old. <laughs> well, anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening. And if you want to hear more of me, let them know, and I might just come back. Yeah, and if you want to keep in touch with us about more history or other stuffs, check out the FastPass Twitter account, at FastPass1. Uh, for any requests on future episodes, email us at FastPassPodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Bye 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 bye